And welcome to the Daily Gator Daily Thought. If you're left, you just ain't right podcast. Saturday, July the 9th is the date. Several stories to get to. And I have to start with uh, Adam Kinzinger, who is a uh, alleged Republican representative. Uh, and he, he seems to have gone down the path of... How should I say this? Kissing the behinds of Democrats and trying to make himself uh, subservient to Democrats so somehow his political career will survive. Wouldn't surprise me to see him at some point uh, say words along the effect of I outgrew the Republican Party or the Republican Party left me or whatever. Uh, but again, he's, uh, he's up there with Liz Cheney trying to prove whatever Liz Cheney is trying to prove. Maybe she's hoping the Democrats, out of desperation, will make her their nominee for president. I don't know. Uh, I'd love to see Liz Cheney uh, try to debate DeSantis or Trump. That would be funny. But anyway, I don't think Trump will run, though. I think uh, I think age will be a factor. I think DeSantis will be the guy in 24. That's my pick. Take it or leave it. I wouldn't put money on it. But if you want to, go ahead. It's your money, folks. But little Adam Kinzinger, uh, a while back here, I've been sitting on the story a while, he slammed a fellow Republican representative from Colorado, uh, Lauren Borbear, and apparently she said some, some things that upset Adam, and he, uh, he said some things about her, but he slammed uh, his GOP colleague, again, Lauren uh, Bobert, representative from Colorado, uh, her recent call to end, quote, separation of church and state in the U.S., warning there is no difference between this and the Taliban. Now, an instance like this, it's very important to get what she said correct. Okay, because... Well, I'll get to this in a minute more, but there is no mention in the Constitution. The words separation of church and state are not mentioned. And it's important what the Constitution actually says. I know a lot of people are losing their minds over the uh, recent court decisions. But when the, uh, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution doesn't mention abortion or any other thing else, that mean, means it is left up to the states. Read the Tenth Amendment, people. It's not difficult. People try all these legal experts. Well, oh, what they meant was uh, they were trying to reflect their feeling. Uh, bullshit. It says it or it doesn't. Abortion is up to the states to decide. The state legislatures, be a referendum, be a their constitution, a constitutional amendment to their state constitution, a new law, whatever it is. However, it's decided. If it's done by popular vote. If it's done by the state legislature, whatever the case, it's not a federal issue. That was the whole thing behind the recent Supreme Court decision that struck down Roe v. Wade. See, the thing is this. I know the left has, has absolutely uh, put the Roe v. Wade decision far above the Bible in importance and far above the actual Constitution in importance. Uh, but the fact is... Abortion is not mentioned in our Constitution. Therefore, there was no uh, enshrined, guaranteed right to an abortion ever. Again, it's up to the states. 
you know, if these, these leftists would spend half as much time actually trying to affect legislation in their states and working on legislation in their states, they'd probably do a lot better than bitching and moaning and whining and lying and saying that their right, some rights have been taken away when no constitutional guarantees have not been taken away. Our president, President Mumbles, managed to get that out in a speech earlier uh, after the decision. I think it was last week. Uh, guaranteed constitutional rights are gone. He said, no, Mr. President, they were never in the Constitution. Therefore, it's left up to the states. And, of course, Biden's gone the other other 10 yards of uh, wacko by saying that uh, he's got an executive order. I'm going to guarantee that states won't be able to prevent, prevent and prevent and prohibit uh, pregnant women from crossing state lines to get abortions. In other words, if their state bans it, if Texas were to say ban it after a certain period, but New Mexico law said they could get one, they could go to New Mexico if they could to get one. And I don't think anybody's going to try to stop him, Mr. President. The The image he's trying to paint is of the Republicans as the Gestapo, the brown shirts, the Bolsheviks, the ones that's not going to let anybody do anything they don't want. Uh, they want to turn the Republican Party into the East Germans. The Republican Party is not the East Germans. We may not be perfect, but we're not East Germans. But that's the typical liberal line now. As you try to go uh, hardcore fanaticism, you try to instill fear and loathing and hatred in your voters and your base. And if you lie to do it, that's fine. Uh, but no one's trying to stop anybody from crossing state lines. But anyway, back to this story about uh, Kinzinger's outrage. Uh, Kinzinger said, we must oppose the Christian Taliban. Uh, Adam Kinzinger, again, U.S. Representative from Illinois, said that on uh, Wednesday, about, I think, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Again, I'm a little bit behind on the story. But anyway, uh, ridiculous statements by Kinzinger. Representative Kinzinger should be ashamed. He should also be ashamed he's working on the sham January 6th committee that is nothing but a smear job on Trump and every conservative out there. And again, it's meant to maybe possibly save a few Democratic seats in the midterm elections. That's what it is because the Democrats are that desperate. So understand that about that. Uh, he says he speaks as a Christian. And again, he is on the committee investigating the as the Guardian puts it, the deadly January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Let's be very clear, Guardian, whoever wrote this. It wasn't a deadly attack on the Capitol. Yes, some things that should have never happened. Uh, but the only person to die was one of the people who went in the to the house and, and shouldn't have been in there. Uh, I believe she was an Air Force veteran. She was killed by uh, a guard shot to death, and many people think that was an unjustified shooting. I haven't looked into enough to say, I'll be honest, because I believe in being honest, not being a liar like Adam Kinzinger. But anyway, that was the only death. So this was not a deadly attack. 
the media has forgotten how to be the media. The first job of the media, don't lie, tell the truth, and don't give, don't let your subjectivity become objectivity because you're not supposed to be subjective. You're supposed to be objective and just report facts. And using terms like the deadly January 6th attack is not, it's not journalism. It's hackery, quite frankly. Uh, but the Colorado Republican Congresswoman made some statements at a church in her state, Colorado, during address an address at the Cornerstone Christian Center in Basalt. Uh, Bobar said she was exhausted by the separation of church and state principle. This principle is a key tenet, this article claims, of the U.S. Constitution. Again, let me correct. If it was a key a tenet of the Constitution, the words would be somewhere in the Constitution, the separation of church and state. It's not in the First Amendment. We'll get into the First Amendment in a minute. The word separation of church and state is not in there. But anyway, so it's not a key tenet of the Constitution. Okay? The church is supposed to direct the government, Bo Bear said. Now, I don't know if she said that. I don't know if that's taken out of context. But if she said that, that the church is supposed to direct the government, she's wrong. Misinformed, ignorant, whatever. And I like Representative Bobert. I do. I don't have anything against the lady. I typically support things she says. But if she said that, and that's in context, it is incorrect. According to the Hill, the government, she said, is not supposed to direct the church. That is true. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. Again, the, the First Amendment is very clear if you actually read it and take time to absorb it and don't go all willy-nilly and go uh, completely ideological on it as soon as you read it. All you have to do is read it with an open mind. You'll figure out what it says. Bobert continued, I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk. That's not in the Constitution. Those words are not. She is correct. It was a stinking letter. And it means, uh, it means nothing like they say it does. Uh, Bobert also remarked, reportedly prompting applause. See how biased this article is? So they're mocking the fact that, that people might applaud something that is actually correct. What the representative said is correct. It is not in the Constitution. It is taken from, excuse me, a letter. Uh, reportedly promoting applause, the extreme right-wing politician, again, that's not journalism, Guardian. That's hackery. The, uh, she is extreme to some people. She doesn't go far enough for others. There's a wide, a huge swath of, of opinion on what she is politically. And it's not the media's job to declare her to be an extreme anything. Again, that's not journalism. That's you not doing journalism well. Uh, routinely makes comments that foment the culture culture war. No, you know, anytime you take a, a, a moment as a politician, elected representative of the people of, of a district in Colorado, is this this case, you're taking a position that's going to create some controversy, and some are going to agree, some are going to disagree. That's politics. That's not that's nothing that every other representative doesn't do frankly. 
Uh, she opposes gun control. Good for her. Uh, questions the efficacy of vaccines. I think pretty much everyone does now because we keep hearing this variant, that variant. This person got it and, and they've had boosters. Some have had two boosters. A lot of people have had it that didn't know they had it. And uh, God, it's, it's a headache to even remember how confusing it was. But questioning the efficacy of a vaccine, again, doesn't make you a nut, doesn't make you a bad person, doesn't mean you're unfit for office. It just means you have opinions. Uh, and the 2020 election outcome. Again, lots of people question that. And don't forget, there's lots of Democrats who lost their mind over the 2016, 2004, and 2000 elections that they all lost. Do you remember that? Media? Oh, you've conveniently forgotten those Democrats, haven't you? You've uh, forgotten those claims of voter fraud and stealing elections. Uh, now, there's a letter from 1802 that Thomas Jefferson, who was president at the time, uh, sent to a church organization. In his correspondence, Jefferson said that the American, listen closely, the American public, the public is not the government, the public, had constructed a, quote, wall of separation between church and state. That's what he said. Now, how that that uh, turns into the First Amendment, saying that there's a separation of church and state, is beyond me because it's not there. You can't lie and say the Constitution says things it doesn't and come out looking good. You're going to come out looking like a liar and a radical, quite frankly, and an ignorant radical at that. Uh, despite Bulbear's remarks about the, the first 10 U.S. constitutional amendments called the Bill of Rights, as they sought to confirm the fundamental rights of U.S. citizens were ratified on December 15, 1791, that means they predate the letter. Again, the Constitution doesn't say a damn thing about a separation of church and state. The words aren't there. It's like you're talking to a four-year-old. Right? It, it's you just. I'm wasting my breath at this point talking to these people. They don't get it. They're stuck on stupid. They actually say something correct about what the letter says and differentiate from what the First Amendment says. Then they turn right around and act like you're crazy if you say what they just said. Uh, the First Amendment, which is part of the Bill of Rights, states Congress. Such a key word in the First Amendment. Congress meaning the United States Congress, shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Now, establishment is a noun, not a verb. And what basically that means is that uh, the Congress shall make no national religion. We're not going to have a Church of England in America. They didn't want a Church of England. They didn't want to be a Catholic country or a Protestant country or a Muslim country or a Jewish country. Or anything like that. Okay? They wanted free exercise of religion. And the government doesn't get to tell you which church to go to, not to go to church, to go to church, anything else. That's your personal choice. It's called liberty. Uh, the rest of the amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. In other words, if a student were to want to say a prayer during a valedictorian speech, that's covered under the Constitution. It's not hard. 
I don't care what the left says. It's easy. Uh, abridging the freedom of speech. Again, you can't tell people what to say, when to say it, how to say it. Or of the press. And is there a more wasted liberty than freedom of the press? They have freedom of the press according to our Constitution. And they basically surrendered it to the Democratic Party years and years and years ago. And it gets worse and worse. Or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. It's, again, nothing tough about the the, ten, uh, the first ten amendments, the Bill of Rights. Nothing tough about reading the Constitution. It's, it's very clear. The founders didn't use a bunch of legalese BS like too many politicians do today where you can't understand a word of what they're saying. And what the hell did you just say? Can't you just say that I have the freedom of speech? I have the freedom to attend the church of my choice or not to attend the service anywhere at all. It's that simple. But again, so there is no establishment clause. Really, there isn't. Uh, the establishment they're talking about is Congress can make no law creating a state church. It ain't difficult, people. You just have to have the mind to accept that those words mean things. Again, not difficult. Uh, the Cornell Law School's Legal Information Institute explained that this clause prohibits the government from making any law. Hold on to your hat, folks. Only a geniuses like the Cornell Law School of Legal Information Institute could explain it this way. Uh, that clause prohibits the government from making any law respecting an establishment of religion. In other words, it says what it means what the hell it just said. Come on, Kinzinger. This clause not only forbids the government from establishing an official religion, but also prohibits government actions that unduly favor one religion over another. It also prohibits the government from unduly preferring religion over non-religion or non-religion over religion. Simple, right? Not hard. It also says you have the right to order fries or salad with your burger. I'm just kidding about that. So again, this has been made such a tough thing, but it's not. And understand, if if anyone were to say the, 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 the church is supposed to lead the government, no, it's not. That's wrong. They're separate. Freedom of religion has nothing to do with having a state church. It's not, we're not supposed to have a state church. We're not supposed to. We, we live in a, I think Michael Medved, the talk host, uh, said it best. We are a, a Judeo-Christian nation, basically. Judeo-Christian values. So basically, the majority of the people are Christian in this nation. We're a Christian nation, okay, with a secular government, meaning a non-religious government. That's what we should have. Are there Republicans out there who want a theocracy? If they are, they're fools. I don't want a theocracy at all again that goes too far we've seen too many churches throughout history do things that are bad and again consider a left-wing church being the state church i don't want a state church i don't want a theocracy i have but we have a constitutional republic and i want politicians and everyone to be able to read the constitution and put the ideology and hysterics aside and actually understand what the hell it 
says, so Adam Kinzinger, shut up. Now, uh, you know who Sean Mendez is? He's a singer, but he has something uh, right now called the Wonder World Tour. And he's focusing, he's postponing it to focus on his mental health. Everybody's so into mental health now. And I'm not discounting the importance of mental health. Having people to, to vent to and to talk to and, and things like that. I think maybe we've got to a point in America where we're so focused on mental health and being aware of mental health issues that maybe we've actually pushed some people to believe they have mental health issues when they really don't. I mean, everyone hurts, right? Everyone loses that first boyfriend or girlfriend. Everyone has that crush that you just can't stop thinking about when you're 13, 14. That doesn't feel the same about you, but we get over it. So we're not really going through a mental health crisis. We're going through what you might call growing pains sometimes. And we do it as adults. And again, mental health is a very important issue. There's no doubt about it. But I think when you talk about some things too much and try to over accentuate too much, sometimes you might convince people that don't have certain issues that they do have certain issues. And I think we need maybe a little more balance. But Sean Mendez taking a mental health break has postponed his summer tour. And I don't even know what kind of music he makes. I would assume from looking at him, he makes really bad music. But again, I don't know. So if you're a Sean Mendez fan, I'm sorry. You're out of luck. Now, my friends, a Texas judge, or a judge in Texas, if you prefer, has blocked uh, the investigation of two trans youth families. Now, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, I think this ties in here, has said that he thinks that uh, parents who actually push their kids to be transgender, you've seen the story, two, three, four, five, six, seven-year-olds, their parents, generally it's one parent, sometimes it's both, they, they become convinced somehow that their child is transgender and they want to sign them up for... Uh, puberty blockers and reassignment surgeries and different medical uh, uh, procedures and medications uh, to get them. They start dressing them like the other sex. They give them a haircut like the other sex. And they start addressing them as the opposite sex of what they biologically are. So the worry is that you're going to really, through, through an activist eye, an activist uh, intent maybe, and a lot of times the parents want to be famous themselves. It's like the ultimate virtue signal that they're going to hurt the kids because the kids are too little to know. I mean, kids do things all the time and say things. A lot of being a child is what? Pretending you're something else. I was many things as a little kid. I know my niece, when she was three, she was a male wolf. One of her favorite games was I would get one of the... Uh, uh, little plastic guns that shoot the big plastic balls that don't hurt. And she would crawl around, crawl around the house pretending to be a wolf. And I would try to, I was a hunter trying to shoot her with these plastic, little plastic toy balls. But she really didn't think she was male or a wolf. She was a kid. 
but you take an activist parent that's maybe obsessed with their own publicity and their own virtue signaling, and maybe they think they're really doing something noble, that could lead to problems, couldn't it? So the state of Texas wanted to uh, wanted to be able to launch investigations into some of these cases where it's a really young, young kid. And maybe this is actually child abuse more than it is doing something noble. But a Texas judge issued an order Friday, continue blocking the state from investigating. Uh, again, two uh, families of transgender youth have, who have received gender-affirming medical care. And that means medical care that, that has to do with changing your gender, just to be specific. And said she was considering whether to prevent additional investigations. The ruling extends in part a temporary order issued left last month blocking investigations against three families who sued uh, and preventing any similar investigation against members of the LGBTQ advocacy group called PFLAG. Uh, PFLAG Inc., excuse me. The group has more than 600 members in Texas. In her order Friday, Judge Amy Clark Meacham said she was still weighing whether to issue a similar order prohibiting similar investigations against the third family and PFLAG members. An order preventing those investigations had been set to expire Friday. An attorney last month said the third family of a transgender minor had learned after the lawsuit's filing that the state had dropped its investigation into them. Uh, the two families to whom Friday's order applied would suffer, quote, probable, imminent, and irreparable injury in the interim without the order, uh, the judge wrote. And again, the ruling was was the latest against the state's effort to, to label gender-affirming care as child abuse. And again, I don't understand all the ins and outs and, and science or whatever it is behind uh, whatever you want to call it gender reassignment, uh, transgender, whatever. But I know that I want to err on the side of protecting kids. And I know I've seen too many stories of activist parents that decided their ticket to fame and virtue signaling heaven, I guess you might say, was to start getting their child uh, gender reassignment, uh, the ball rolling, so to speak, uh, Kind of scary stuff to me, my friends. Kind of scary stuff. But there you go. That's kind of the biggest thing going right now is transgender. The transgender wars. And, again, very confusing stuff when you start to get into it. But I know there's a lot of people who, from just observation, are really, really, really into promoting themselves through pushing for, quote, transgender rights. And I don't want to see kids hurt because of someone else seeking out uh, some type of glory, if you know what I mean. But onward and upward, let's get to some other stuff, my friends. Uh, this day in history, I always like these, uh, the this day in history, whose birthday, who died, who was born, who did something famous. And on this day in uh, July 9th, it is. Do I really have to tell you the year? It's July 9th, this day in history. One of the things that happened, Argentina, uh, that's their Independence Day from 1816. Verse Wimbledon, 
Wimbledon's going on. They're down to the the women's final was decided today. I think there was an upset. But uh, uh, the men's final is tomorrow. But 1877. So it is the 146th Wimbledon this year. Wow. It's a lot of tennis, my friends. Uh, let me see. And in 1995, the Grateful Dead did something uh, that's memorable to Grateful Dead fans. Uh, 1995 was their last show. Uh, it was Jerry Garcia's final show with them. Uh, Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead played their last conference concert featuring all the band's core members at Chicago's Soldier Field. Capping a touring career that logged more than 2,300 concerts. Uh, Garcia, who was their lead guitarist and unofficial spokesman, died exactly a month later. Um, let me see. O.J. Simpson was born today. Jesse Waters. The guy on, on uh, Fox News with Ross Geller's haircut. Yes. Uh, great actor. Great, great actor. Uh, Tom Hanks, born today. Kelly McGillis, born today. Amanda Knox. Wasn't she the... Wasn't she accused of murder in Italy? Or something? I can't remember exactly. Uh, Lindsey Graham. Jordan Belfort. Donald Rumsfeld. His birthday. Jack White. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld. I mentioned him already. Fred Savage's birthday today. Phineas Gage's birthday. Uh, Brian Dennehy's birthday. Good actor. Always liked him, Brian Dennehy. Uh, bon Scott, the original lead singer of ACDC, uh, was 34. I believe he drank himself to death. Uh, Courtney Love, worthless musician. Uh, Kevin O'Leary, he's a businessman. He's on that show uh, Shark Yeah, with uh, Mark Cuban and the rest. He's always on that show. Uh, let me see. Kevin Nash, the uh, the uh, longtime wrestling legend. I guess he's retired now. Uh, he's 63 today. I ran into him at a Bally's gym in Tampa when uh, at WCW was in town. And uh, I get, went to get some water, got a drink of water, and turned around at the water fountain to my left and to go back to the weight area. And I'm looking at the middle of this massive chest, and I'm six foot tall, so I'm not a small guy. And I'm like, looked up, and it's Kevin Ash. I said, hey, man, what's up? He said, hey, what's happening? And that was it. Uh, he was working out with uh, Rick Steiner of the Steiner Brothers. Uh, kind of an off-center off dude, Rick Steiner. If you ever watched him wrestle, he did a lot of weird movements and stuff. He did that while he was working out. Exceedingly strong guy. I mean, very strong. Some of the weight he was lifting was like, good Lord. Uh, but he signed an autograph for my little sister. She was a huge fan of the Steiners, uh, Scott and Rick Steiner. And he was a really cool guy. Uh, who else was born today? Jimmy Smith, John Tesh, Dean Koontz, one of my favorite authors. Very libertarian guy. Read some, read some of his stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, Mark Stoops, the whiny coach of the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, let me see what else we got here. 
Nobody you might know, Chris Cooper's famous, sort of famous. You know him if you see him, but you don't know their name. He's one of those type actors. Uh, Richard Roundtree, born today. Scott Van Pelt, formerly of ESPN. He may still be there. I don't know if they've run him out too, but uh, uh, let me see. Yeah, nobody you'd probably recognize, really. A lot of people you kind of know. Jeanette Lee. You ever watched uh, when when ESPN would have uh, uh, like nine ball tournaments on TV? I was shooting pool a lot at the time, so I always watched. And Jeanette Lee, I watched because she was hot. Uh, but I learned a lot watching. I got pretty pool, pretty good at pool. I was actually able to play in a couple tournaments, so I was getting really, really good. And then I forget what happened. And I stopped kind of going. I was going like four or five times a week and shooting for two, three hours uh, with some friends of mine. Uh, but I uh, I stopped for whatever reason. And I'm still pretty good. Still still decent. I practice sometimes. It's tough with really bad knee and, and joint pain and stuff. But anyway, the main issue was the, uh, the Grateful Dead's last concert. And just uh, so you know, apparently from what I hear, the Grateful Dead's last concert they were as god-awful and sucked as bad as all their other conference uh, concerts. Never a, a never a Grateful Dead fan. I listened to their music and would go, this is garbage. This is absolute garbage. Why are you listening to this? It was just one of those things. And their fans are such really intense fans. Uh, probably because they're stoned all the time. I don't know. But anyway, let's go to an actual musical legend. A uh, 74-year-old uh, musician, Carlos Santana, collapsed on stage in Michigan earlier this week due to heat exhaustion and dehydration. Uh, there's some video of him collapsing on stage. The update on him is this. He is uh, postponed the next six states of the Miraculous Supernatural Tour. Uh, for info, visit Santana.com. Carlos is doing well, is anxious to be back on stage soon. He just needs rest. Uh, said Michael Veronis, the president of Universal Tone Management, said on the Santana's website uh, Friday. Uh, Santana profoundly regrets these postponements on his upcoming performances, but his health is our number one concern. He's looking forward to seeing all of his fans very, very soon. Carlos Santana, one of the great guitarists in history. The man is, is truly a magician with the guitar. And that's like my favorite kind of music is mainly blues, but any with rock guitar, the blues, you know, name your name your standards. Buddy Guy, B.B. King, Eric Clapton, Steve Ray Vaughan, Gary Moore, uh, David Gilmore. So many, so many greats, my friends. And Carlos Santana is definitely, definitely one of those. So get well soon, Carlos. I don't care that you're a stinking lib. Because you can play the guitar like that. You are an artist, my friend. Now, as you all know, I guess it was two days ago, uh, the former Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, was killed. He was assassinated. And the Jap Japanese police are saying now the security that Abe had was flawed. I don't know what kind of security they have. I mean, we have the Secret Service here. I don't know what it's called in Japan, but they have security. 
and there was security around Abe. If you see his killer, the guy who actually used a homemade rifle or shotgun uh, to shoot and kill him, was very close behind him. And I don't know, they don't say what the security flaws or, or screw-ups were, uh, but they're admitting now there was. Japanese police have admitted there were flaws in security for former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, who was shot dead in the southern city of Nara on Friday. It is undeniable there were problems in security, said Nara Police Chief uh, Tomaki Onizuka. Uh, a gunman opened Fraunabe at a political campaign event, a crime that has profact, profoundly shocked Japan. Very sad. Very, very, very sad. Um, his body has been taken home uh, to his home in Tokyo. Uh, he is uh, he leaves a widow behind, and I, I, my heart breaks for that lady. Abe always liked him, thought he's a good guy. He was kind of buddy-buddy with Trump. Of course, the media has, has smeared him after his assassination. He was, he was extreme. He was divisive. He was, he was unpopular with some people. I get. Can can you can you wait till the body's cold before you start that BS, please? Uh, again, uh, awful. Uh, the nut who killed him. Uh, basically, just he hasn't really explained it. He just told police apparently that he, he didn't like Abe that he thought he was a bad leader and he's not prime minister anymore, but uh, so he decided to kill him. And of course the media has focused on gun violence because Japan has almost no gun violence. Almost nobody in Japan has a gun. Kind of the opposite of the United States situation. But it's interesting. The left talks about suicides and how many people commit suicide with firearms in this country. Uh, you know a country that has a lot higher suicide rate than us and almost and literally has almost no guns in private hands? Japan. And I, I don't know why. I love the Japanese people. I have a friend uh, from Bear Creek. The gentleman who runs that blog has does business in Japan at times. Uh, and he's often spoken about how much he loves Japan, how much he loves Americans. And he said it's a very safe place for the most part. Almost nobody is armed, and they see freedom and liberty different than Americans. Uh, but a lot of wonderful people in Japan. Uh, I've always been a sucker for a pretty Japanese girl, pretty Asian girl. Uh, but it's just sad, you know, that uh, unfortunately, some people want to make everything political. Everything political. Now, I reference this because, as the media wrote, the other McCain wrote about this a little bit, uh, that former Japanese PM uh, Shinzo Abe was assassinated with a, quote, improvised firearm. Someone made a firearm. And when we say in America that if someone wants to get somebody, they will, I believe the Secret Service has said that before, and a lot of other security people, if somebody really wants to get somebody, they probably will. It's It depends on how hard you can make it for them and how hard you can make it for them to be successful. Uh, so it, it's, I mean, if someone's willing to make a firearm, shows how good, how well gun control is going to work. 
Uh, police on Friday raided the home of a man suspected of using a quote, improvised firearm to assassinate former Japanese Prime Minister uh, Shinzo Abe and said they seized multiple weapons that also appeared to be homemade. I'm not going to mention the killer's name. I don't think that little bastard deserves any any uh, any uh, exposure or publicity. I'm not going to give him whatever I can control that I will. Uh, the firearm consists of two metal barrels attached to a wooden board and is more than a foot long. And a lot of people think it looked kind of like a camera because it was covered with black tape. So a lot of people think that's how he got so close. People thought, oh, it's a member of the press. He's got a camera. Uh, when in fact it was uh, a homemade gun. Homemade shotgun is what I've heard it described as. Uh, let me see. Now the interesting thing about this piece from NBC News is this. The very end they say the shooting death of Abe, uh, Japan's longest serving leader before resigning in 2020 because of health issues, has stunned the nation where, quote, gun violence is extremely rare. Again, there's NBC News doing the bidding of the left. you got to bring guns into it. I don't think they blame the NRA yet. They're probably working on a way to blame the NRA. Uh, but the other McCain writes this. The assassination of a leading politician in America uh, would also be stunning, despite the prevalence of, quote, gun violence. For the simple reason that most gun violence is connected to drug gangs and other criminal activity involving what are politely called inner, excuse me, inner city youth. Americans are a well-armed people, but it is only a small fraction of the population that commits most of the violent crime. Yet our media doesn't want to provide the public with an accurate understanding of crime because that would not advance the desired political narrative. However, this NBC News story raises a question that it does not answer. If, quote, gun violence is so common in America, why aren't our politicians getting gunned down on a regular basis? The main reason is that they aren't hanging around drug dealers in downtown Baltimore or Detroit or other crime-plagued inner cities. Being safe from, quote, gun violence is mainly a matter of geography. If you avoid certain areas you're unlikely to get shot. The other reason our politicians don't worry about gun violence is because the most prominent of them are guarded by armed security. You cannot enter a federal building without going through a checkpoint with a metal detector, and similar security precautions are in place at most state houses, etc. Whether these precautions are necessary or effective is seldom questioned. It's not as if would-be assassins are so numerous that we must be eternally vigilant. But as the shooting of Shinzo Abe illustrates, it is difficult to prevent a truly determined killer. Where there's a will, there's a way. You outlaw gun ownership and some murderous kook will manufacture a homemade weapon. Uh, very, very wise words from the other McCain, Robert Stacey McCain. And you know what he's right? If they're going to try to get you, they're going to find a way. It's if you or your security or combination, whatever, can detect them coming for you and get to them first in time, get you out of the way in time. Uh, and yeah, they're going to get you and they're going to find a way and they're going to find a weapon. All the gun control in the world, 
doesn't work and never, ever, ever will. My friends, uh, excellent writing at the other McCain blog. Go check that out. You really should. Right after you check out the Daily Gator, dailygator.net, the new address. Now, you may not know who the hell Steve Daines is. Do you? Raise, raise your hands. Let me see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sir, put your shirt back on, okay? This isn't Jerry, T uh, the Jeffrey Tubin, Lubin with Tubin show on CNN. Okay, this is not that kind of thing. Uh, Senator Steve Daines is a Republican. He's introduced a bill that would block the Biden administration, which I affectionately call Team Mumbles and Stumbles, from adding a, quote, woke requirement to U.S. retirement plans. Now, you might wonder why the hell would the, anybody want uh, anything woke attached to their retirement plans? Well, the American people probably don't, but who cares what the American people want? Certainly not team mumbles and stumbles. Uh, a senior GOP lawmaker introduced legislation on Friday to block the White House from forcing financial institutions to consider, quote, woke issues like, you know, climate change when deciding how to invest the retirement savings of American workers. In other words, under Trump, the rule was you seek out the most profitable things and you put their money there so they'll make the most money. Imagine, that's crazy, right? Who would ever think of that? But a person with an ounce of common sense. Senator Steve Daines of Montana told Fox News Digital the legislation was aimed at preventing President Biden from pressuring the nation's, nation's banks to bow to woke ideology so they don't invest your money in i don't know a uh, a refurbished ferret farm or something who knows they probably got it uh who knows what they have montanans should not have to pay the price for the whims of wokeness with their hard-earned life savings the senator said last year biden issued an executive order directing the secretary of labor uh, to identify actions that could be taken to protect the pension plans from climate-related financial risks. Yeah, if you want to make more money for yourself, I'm not a financial expert, but stay away from anything John Kerry would brag about because guarantee your ass his money invested in that. Uh, so let me see here. At the time, the White House said the move was needed to ensure, quote, transparency in how financial giants we're choosing to invest the hard-earned money of American retirees. And again, hopefully it's not a ferret farm in, in, in God knows where, Frankfort, Kentucky or something. We know that climate crisis, whether through rising seas or extreme weather, already presents increasing risk to the infrastructure investments and businesses, the administration said in a statement. Yet these risks are often hidden. Uh, the directive gutted regulations put in place by former President Donald Trump, the competent president, that required banks to only consider profitability. In other words, grow your money. Make more money for you. Because more money better than some money. Yes, amazing, I know. Uh, lost my place, I'm sorry. But only consider profitability when choosing to invest rather than issues like race, 
or climate change. Why would race even be in, involved in this? It should. Danes, who serves on the Senate Finance Committee, said Biden's executive order opened the door for Wall Street to embrace radical ideologies like environmental social governance, which says companies should prioritize social goals rather than profits. You know what happens to companies that prioritize uh, certain goals, like social goals, over profits? Well, that doesn't go over well, and they end up going under. So where would your money go? His bill seeks to prevent the proliferation of such tactics by uh, codifying into law the Trump air regulations. Corporate America must remember their responsibility is to their shareholders, not the woke mob. These are financial institutions, not pop-up shops for the radical left. In recent years, Wall Street banks have maneuvered to expand investment in areas like green energy, which, although less profitable, are popular among Democrats. Well, I mean, if someone chooses to put their money there, that's their business. God bless them. It's a free country. may not be the best decision, but it's a free country. God bless you. At the same time, the country's leading banks have been accused of discriminating against fossil fuel companies by maneuvering to cut off investment. The push away from fossil fuels has been helped by the White House and its widespread regulatory power. Oh, those Democrats love regulations. Strangulation through regulation. And taxation. That's what uh, the late, great Herman Cain used to say. And he was in business. He understood these things. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Why is she yelling? Is she angry? He's just a loud person. I don't know. But anyway, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, for instance, has created a special climate hub within her department to hasten the nation's economy away from fossil fuels. Uh, we'll all be hitchhiking soon. Uh, the real objective here is to punish politically disfavored industries, said uh, Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey, the top Republican on the Senate Banking Committee. By straying beyond their mandates into the climate arena, financial regulators will pressure banks not to serve politically disfavored industries such as fossil fuel companies. And you and your money will suffer. Because whenever government grows, the state gets bigger. Guess what gets smaller? You, the individual, and everything about you, your money, your home, your property, all that. My friends, that's all I got for you today. God bless you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your patronage. If you want to become my financial contributor to this podcast, head to Anchor. anchor Anchor.fm. Look for the Doug Hagen. If you're left, you're, if you're left, you just ain't right. Look for that, and you will be able to set up a, a monthly gift uh, for this blog or for the podcast, rather. And I appreciate it if you do. Certainly not required. I hate asking for money. I feel like Jerry Lewis in his telephone, even though I'm funnier than Jerry Lewis ever was. Oh, I just offended Jerry Lewis fans. You know what? Don't care. He sucked. Uh, anyway, he's. I'll come out with my 10 unfunniest comedians ever. Maybe next show or next two or three shows. Jerry Lewis will be prominent on the list, I promise you. I'm not saying he was a bad guy. God bless his charitable work. He was a good person. Just wasn't funny. 
him in the Martin and Lewis movies uh, used to beat me to death, his voice. I couldn't take it. But anyway, uh, if you want to become a financial contributor, you can sign up to give a monthly gift to the Daily Gator podcast at anchor.fm.dughagan. You just go there, you sign up, and you can end it, increase it, decrease it at any time. Uh, if you do, God bless you and thank you. If, if not, I hope you still listen and still pass the news on and direct other people here. Any commentary, positive, negative, attaboy, all shit, will you shut the hell up? Whatever advice you got for me, go to thedailygator.net, pick any post you want. Uh, and just comment and, and tell me what you think of the podcast, how I can improve, how I can get better, uh, what I shouldn't do, what I should do more of, shouldn't do more. I, I take all advice, believe me. And just a note, Mom, I'm not going to go burn in hell, okay? So stop it, seriously. I really have to change that email address. But thanks again for listening, my friends. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America and go Gators. Those are three golden rules to life. That's all you really need to know. So keep listening to the Delegator podcast. Keep viewing and visiting the Delegator.net. And you have a wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I will try to come back uh, tomorrow and do another one. I'll try to get into a set schedule again. Every time I do things seem to happen and I have to miss this day or that day uh, it's hard when you have an elderly parent who you're the caregiver for and sometimes medical things come up and of course they take precedent uh, but anyway thank you again for listening I do appreciate you y'all be good say your prayers eat your vitamins all those great things you're supposed to do and remember I appreciate you and yes I do, do advise you to never, ever vote Democrat. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. They're literally killing the country, my friends. God bless you. Take care. Be good. And if I haven't said it yet, I, I, I don't want to miss. There's only how many, couple hundred shopping days or something. Merry Christmas. Let me be the first to pass on that Yuletide treasure. Take care. God bless.